Welcome to the Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart Podcast. Each week, we interview the best and brightest in physical therapy, wellness, and entrepreneurship. We give you cutting-edge information you need to live your best life, healthy, wealthy, and smart. The information in this podcast is for entertainment purposes only and should not be used as personalized medical advice. And now, here's your host, Dr. Karen Litzy. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. I am your host, Karen Litzy, And today we're going to be talking about online programs. So since, especially since the pandemic started, online programs are popping up everywhere, especially in healthcare and in my, especially in my field, physical therapy. But how to package and price your online offer matters. So to help navigate through the waters today, I'm really excited to have Michelle Hext on the program. For 30 years, Michelle Hext has been a mentor, and since she was a child, the business of creating, growing, and scaling high-value products has been a part of her DNA. Michelle has a history of building successful brick-and-mortar businesses and online companies. Her area of expertise is helping entrepreneurs create high-cost brands. This involves launching, growing, and scaling high-cost offerings, so her clients can only choose to work with high-end clients who want results. Michelle's regular audience is people who want to launch and scale a high-ticket coaching brand. She's trained hundreds of coaches and experts a year with her mentor program, so Michelle has a pretty good idea of the kind of content they listen to. And Michelle has a special offer uh, right now. So it's five days to 5K, and in this offer, it's a five-day uh, five class where she shows you how to market and package your offer. So head over to podcast.healthywealthysmart.com, go to the show notes for this episode, and you'll see a, a line that says special offer, five days to 5K. Click on that and get enrolled into her program. It looks amazing, you guys, and I don't say that very often. So check out Michelle's offer and enjoy today's podcast on how to price and package premium offers that sell themselves. Hey, Michelle, welcome to the podcast. I'm happy to have you on. Thanks for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. I'm happy to be here. Excellent. And before we get into, I'm sure what a lot of people are tuning into here is how do we create and sell high ticket offers, which I promise we will get to. But before we do, let's talk a little bit more about you. So tell the listeners a little bit more about how you got to this point of where you are helping coaches and entrepreneurs create, sell, and position their business for high ticket offers. Yeah. So I started, you know, my very first business was back in, like we're going back to the early nineties, the very early nineties. And um, my first coaching was in the form of martial arts. I owned martial arts schools and uh, along the way developed a bunch of other things to, to bring to my skill set. Um, so in 1991, I started instructing Taekwondo, the martial art of Taekwondo. Um, by the mid-90s, I had my own schools. Uh, and, you know, you get to a point where you're instructing and teaching people to fight full contact and grade for high belt levels like black belt and things like that. And you know, you're alive as a coach because a lot of resistance comes up for people. And so I always am really happy that I had that, that 
early training in coaching about helping people to overcome resistance. Um, resistance is resistance. It doesn't matter whether it's whether you're going to launch an offer or whether you're going to go and fight or grade for a belt. It's all very, very similar. So it really taught me to help extract the best out of people. And it also really taught me that people are very, very different. <laughs> you could instruct one person in a certain way or say things to them in a certain way and draw out the best of them and it would have zero effect on somebody else so really got a good um, education in human nature and how to read people and how to get the best out of people um, so I had my martial arts schools for a number of years still trained today so it's still a very big part of my life but I, it's no longer part of my business life um, I outgrew the bricks and mortar business model um, it just didn't challenge me anymore many, many years ago. Um, and so along the way, I've always been a bit of a natural entrepreneur. So even when I had my martial arts schools, um, Thai bow was the thing. And so I decided I was going to create my own Thai bow type program. So I called it Power. And I had somebody come in and um, film me. And this was before even DVDs. So they they recorded them and I was selling these in martial arts magazines as um, cassette tapes, like video cassettes with a, with a manual because I wanted to bring um, that type of workout into martial arts schools safely. I wanted them to be able to leverage this new phenomenon, but I wanted them to be able to do it in a way that they felt confident to deliver it. So I created this syllabus and branding and all that sort of stuff and sold that through um, magazines. Um, and I was always doing different things like that, looking for different angles. Um, I became a personal trainer uh, as well to add to my martial arts school. I, I um, had a full-time centre and I added a personal training studio. I was always just looking for ways to increase my bottom line and to keep myself interested and inspired in the work that I was doing. And in around the 99, I think it was, um, coaching became a thing. It became an actual industry um, that was making a noise in the US and it filtered its way back to Australia. And I thought, this is what I do anyway, so I'm going to go ahead and do this. So I went and got myself qualified as a coach and I've been coaching ever since. So at one point I had um, a taekwondo school on one side of the street and my business coaching offices on the other side of the street. And um, I was juggling both and young children and all that sort of stuff. And just over the years, um, it's been a very, um, I guess I've followed my nose, but the, the business that I have now where I work with, you know, high-level clients, um, they invest quite significantly in me because they, they want to, you know, create some success pretty quickly. And it's all just been an evolution of the, the same sort of thing. So my first high ticket offer was um, off of the back of a book that I wrote called The Honourable Martial Arts Entrepreneur. And it taught people how to niche their coaching business, uh, sorry, their martial arts business, how to market it and all those sorts of things. And that was off the back of me launching a women's only martial arts school that was very successful. Um, and then I moved into the female entrepreneur space and launched a $27,500 mastermind within like four weeks of launching that brand and had a $200,000 launch. It did really well. It was a lot easier to sell to female entrepreneurs than it was to martial arts school owners. Um, and then 
I've been doing very similar work ever since. That was 2014. Um, but I've just really narrowed my niche now to work with coaches and consultants because they're they're the people that I have the most impact over and industry specialists who want to move into that coaching consulting space. And so now I work with clients from kind of all around the world. Um, my fee these days is 10,000 US a month for four weeks, um, which is a long stretch from when I first started. I think I was charging 1,200 for 12 weeks or something like that. So um it's not necessarily been very strategic. It's just I've paid attention to um, when it was time for me to grow and expand into the next kind of level. And I've just done that um, without too much fanfare or drama or anything like that. I've just, yeah, really just trusted my instincts along the way. That's quite the evolution of being an entrepreneur, you know, starting uh, as, with the martial arts studios to where you are now, it's quite a journey. And thanks for sharing that. And I think it also, for me, highlights what one uh, bout of, let's say, education or position, you know, as a, a fifth degree black belt, correct? Yeah. Yes. So your training as a fifth degree black belt has really spilled over and helped to, I think, inform you going forward. And a lot of people who listen to this podcast are physical therapists, they're trainers, they're entrepreneurs. And I think it's so important, like you don't give away your, let's say in my case, I'm a physical therapist. I can use that physical therapy education to improve coaching programs and to inject it into coaching programs because of the years of experience as a PT, just kind of like what you did as a, a coach. Yeah. And nothing is ever wasted. You know, I, um, I had online fitness businesses as well. And um, I remember there were women who were coming along and participating in my online fitness programs And one of them was in my business mentorship program last year. We're talking a span of close to 20 years. You know, these women come along and they they participated in my programs. Then they became personal trainers because they were interested in the fitness space. And then they were using me to help them grow their their businesses. Um, So it's, yeah, and all of the things that I've learned, whether it's the fitness stuff, whether it's the martial arts stuff, whether it was the taking myself back to school stuff and never using the course that I enrolled in and, and things like that, nothing is ever, ever wasted. And um, I know you're going to ask me a question about um, competition, you know, and, and saturated markets and things like that. And I'm going to kind of segue into that if you're okay with that. Go for it. Um, so what what... I don't believe there is any competition. I don't believe I have competition. I just don't consider that. I never have, regardless of the business type I was running. Um, And the reason is exactly what I just spoke about. Nobody's had the same education experiences, life experiences, or anything else that I have had. Nobody is going to have my unique take on things or my unique approach to the way that I do things and see things and you know, I'm able to take a big picture and simplify it into the, you know, a three point to do list sort of thing, because that's just the way that I've consumed information and processed it and how I, you know, all of the different things. And it's the same for any coach, any consultant. You can have, I love to use this, this example. So you could have 
somebody that is looking for, let's just say a social media coach, right? Say somebody is in the market for a social media coach. And I want you to imagine that there are 20 social media coaches all lined up sitting at a sitting in a row. And we have 20 people coming along to hire a social 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 media coach. And they all sit down and it's like speed dating. They get to go and you know, have a conversation with every single social media coach and choose the one that they want, they're not all going to pick the same one because what's going to come into play is, oh, you've got young kids as well. Oh, I know what a handful that is. Oh, you like martial arts as well. Wow, I train in martial arts. They're going to connect with the human being and the human being's experiences and things like that. And so um, the biggest thing that you can do to avoid competition is trying to be like everybody else. Just always be 100% yourself and let all of the weirdness and the quirks and, you know, all these parts of you that make you up um, be there. You know, I, I, I would never say, well, I'm just not talking about martial arts anymore because that's just not what I do. Like people remember that I have a fifth degree black belt. You know, it, it says something about me. It's not relevant to my business these days, but it's something that people will remember. And so, yeah, that, that's my little kind of rant on that. Yeah, no, I think that's great. And I, oftentimes we don't, we, uh, we feel like revealing too much personal information could be detrimental, but like you said, that's the way someone's going to connect with you. So it's okay to reveal some personal information, some background information. I'm like, obviously you don't have to give away like your personal medical history if you don't want to, but it's a way that people can make a connection with another human being. They want you to be real. You mm-hmm. know, I have this, this phrase that I, I'm writing a, another book at the moment and it, it's what I say something along the lines of they don't want you to be another Insta step, Stepfordpreneur, you know, where it's like the Stepford wife sort of thing. They don't want that. They don't want you to look like every other person on social media. They want you to be you. They want you to be real. And if we have a look at people like, Celeste Barber, um, the comedian. And we have a look at, in Australia, we have a a woman called Mia Friedman who has, she hosts a website called Mama Mia. And she's always looking like a hot mess. You know, she's doing her live streams, putting her makeup on and the washing's piled in the background and things like that. (laughs) You know, people, I mean, you've got to choose your market, right? You're not going to see that in my space because I'm operating in a, you know, a different brand. But um, people love those women, you know, they love the relatability. And so, you know, we've got to walk that fine line between depending on our brand. But for me, it's like wanting to be aspirational and inspirational, but also keeping it really real. So people understand that, you know, I'm just a real human being. Like I'm wearing, I showed you before, I'm, I've got a lovely top on and earrings and I've got my workout gear on down the bottom <laughs> so I can race out and go to the gym. And I don't hide that, you know, I talk about that. And so I want people to understand that sometimes, you know, things look so polished in brands um, that they're just not, people feel like it's not attainable. They feel like it's just, it, it overwhelms people. So we want to be able to keep things real. Yeah. Excellent advice. And now let's get into talking about high ticket offers. First question, what is a high ticket offer? What is considered high ticket? Yeah. So Un, you know, there are all different, I guess, uh, explanations of what a high ticket offer is. Um, for me, there's no magical figure that you cross that puts you into high ticket territory. 
um, it's very, very much um, subjective and individual to the person. So I've worked with clients who were charging $100 for a coaching session and suddenly they have a $2,500 or a $5,000 coaching package. That's high ticket for them. Um, I also work with clients like a, a client recently sold an $85,000 US dollar paid in full upfront coaching package. And that was a 12 month package. Um, amazing. She's an e-commerce coach, but within about two weeks, I messaged her and I said, we've got to cut that back. That's going to be a six month course. You can't be doing that for 12 months. And she's like, yep, yeah, cool. But we sometimes play around with timeframes and things like that to get used to, to charging the higher prices. And for my clients to feel really confident in selling it because the confidence is a big thing. But coming back to the high ticket offer thing, for me, a high ticket offer is a price point that feels really big for the, um, you know, for the for the coach putting it out there, and oftentimes for the prospective client as well. Um, it means that you're purchasing or you're selling a premium offer. The client is expecting a premium level of service, and because they get that you have the ability to work more closely with those clients, give them more thought time, even if you're not with them. And so the results are better always. You know, I had a client sign up. I was in Fiji a little while ago. We had our first session on Tuesday. By Thursday, she'd sold two coaching packages, two days, you know, um, which is incredible. So she hit her, her coaching, uh, sorry, her revenue goal within two days. That was the monthly revenue goal that we had set. And so, yeah, it's giving them the confidence and all of those sorts of things to go out there and, and, and know that they've got a rock solid offer that's going to impact people and, and all that sort of stuff. And then they, they sell. And I'm sure that you work with your clients uh, looking at market research and whatever the niche it is that you're trying to sell this high ticket offer in. Do you know what no. I mean? So you don't? No, 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 no. I don't want my clients looking at anybody else. I don't mm. want them doing any research. I don't want them doing anything like that because what that does is it distracts them from what is their zone of genius. So it's almost like if you imagine my, my clients come to me and they're a glass of perfect water. You know, it's very crystal clear. It's in a clear glass. And then they start to look outside and they start to get ideas and, and every one of those dumb ideas that they bring back is like a, a drop of black ink that goes into the water, you know, and it muddies the waters and we don't want that. So it's, it's my job, whether it's one-on-one -on -one or through my programs or whatever, to help them extract what is unique and special about them that they can deliver into the market. And then we, we you know, we shape it into a monetized product but I want them to get clear about what do they love to do? Where do they have the greatest level of impact? Um, where can they produce the best type of results? What's the work that feels effortless to them? And then the biggest hurdle, the resistance is helping them to understand that that is enough, you know, because typically they want to add bells and whistles or go learn something or something like that, but they don't need to, right? So if we look at, for example, your physical therapist, you've created a, an incredibly successful practice or maybe it's you've created an incredibly successful podcast in this space. And so if you said to me, you know, I want to I teach this, I want to work with clients so that they can do this as well, I'm not going to send you to do market research. Hell no. I'm going to say, okay, let's figure out, you know, I'll know if there's 
if it's the offer makes sense or not, um, or if there's a, a market for it or anything like that. Um, and I will tell you straight away, no, that won't work. <laughs> or no, like uh, I've seen that before. It doesn't work or whatever it is. But I'm going to help you figure out how we get to, to harness what you have, how you would do it, and then, yeah, create a way to monetize it. Yeah, so you don't get into that wheel of like analysis paralysis, right? No. Nope. Where it's just, or or worse, comparing yourself to others. And then get, then maybe you might run the risk of giving up. 100%. So my client that sold two packages within two days, she would never have done that if she went around and tried to figure out how other people are doing it and, and then getting into this comparisonitis because somebody's website's prettier. You know, it's like, no, that's not what we want to be doing. So yeah, my advice to your listeners is go into your bubble and don't look left or right. Like look within because everything, everything you have is inside of you. Um, and if you don't know how to get it out of you, in a way that makes sense and in, in a way to package it, that's when you get help. But, mm-hmm. but ensure that you, you find somebody that's going to help you pull out the best of you, not say, Hey, I've got this system. Let's just mold you to fit this system over here. We don't want that. And, you know, I, I was going to go into sort of five reasons why your coaching offer or your high ticket offer isn't selling. I feel like we might've gotten number one. I think we might have one that we just talked about, Right is not looking out and looking towards everyone else. Yeah. So um, there are a number of reasons, right? So the first reason is um, it's not clear. So they're not clear about what it is that they're actually selling. Um, and the, the content, whether it's a sales page, whether it's an email or whatever it is, it's not giving enough detail about what this is about. So we can get in our own head, right? Because we know what we do. (laughs) We know exactly. And so if we take shortcuts on the explanation, people will, um, will miss the point. Another reason people aren't putting enough um, of themselves on the line. So what I mean by that is you've got to go and make a big promise and then just back yourself that you're going to be able to back up that promise. You're going to be able to deliver it. And so one of my um, programs is called the 5K Formula for Coaches. I first launched this in about 2016 or 2017. It used to be a $5,000 coaching package, four-week coaching package. And the, the way that I sold it is create and sell your first $5,000 offer in four weeks or less. And 90% of the people did. Some people didn't, but like that's the industry we're in. Nobody has a 100% success rate. And so people were buying that. I couldn't keep up with the demand. I had to leverage it as a group program after that. I couldn't keep up with the demand because the promise was really freaking clear. Pay me $5,000. I'm going to show you how to make, you know, at least that in the first month. Most people sold between two and four packages. And like that's a no-brainer, right? It's a no-brainer for people to do that. But if you, if I said to them, hey, you know, I'm going to teach you how to price and package and position your offer over four weeks, like it's kind of compelling, but it's like they want to sell it. Like what they want ultimately is to make money. They want to be selling this thing. And so for me, that's the big promise. I'm going to show you how to, I'm going to show you where to find that first client and make that first sale. 
And so a lot of times that that big promise isn't anywhere near compelling enough. Yeah. Got it. So not enough detail of what it's about, which I've, you know, I've seen so many times I'll be on, I'm like, what is this? I don't, yes. it's just that, you know, it's the, the sales page that keeps scrolling and scrolling and you're like, I don't know what's happening here. Um, and even if they've, sorry, and even if people have spent money on copywriting, if the copywriter hasn't got the instruction that you've given them about what, this is what this is, and this is what people get when they do it. Like they're going to wishy-washy it all over the place and have beautiful language, but nobody still has a clue what it is. No clue. Um, <laughs> yeah. not, not enough. So not delivering on the promise, right? Or so not making the not promise. making the, the promise. Yeah. Not right. Making the what else? What are some other reasons why your offer isn't yeah. selling? Uh, usually it's not about the price, but people think it's about the price. So they'll tell themselves things like, oh, I I think I should charge less for this. And then it still doesn't sell. Um, And it's because of another reason. It's because it's not clear or it's because you're not confident in your ability to deliver the offer and the energy is a little bit funky. And you might be saying one thing, but if all your energy is saying something else and people pick that up on the internet very, very easily. Um, yeah, why else? Um, oh, because they're not asking for the sale. <laughs> it's like they're creating content to Wazoo all over the place and they're just expecting that people are going to make the, the, the leap from, oh, she's telling me this nice thing that's very useful. Oh, let me go find out if I can work with her and if there's a way to work with her. And that doesn't happen, right? We're, we're busy. We're scrolling. We've got to stop the scroll. We've got to... Um, engage people with our content but then we've got to say go buy this thing go buy this thing or jump on this call or whatever it is so yeah no call to action there just isn't a call to action yeah yeah and and circling back to having this funky energy or you know not feeling confident so in my mind i think mindset issues so yeah. how do you work with your clients when they're of in in that mindset mindset of maybe not being confident and feeling bad about charging money for their services. I'm sure you've heard that in the past. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm just going to add one more thing and then I'll jump onto that. The yeah. other thing is the sales process. So I saw an offer the other day and it was like $5,000 for four weeks or something like that. And it was a Facebook ad run directly to a sales page and a buy now button. And it's like, people don't buy like that. Like, you know, to give them, a, you know, warm them up with a lead magnet or some sort of content, have a, on the, on the sales page, have a, you know, book a discovery call or, you know, message me to find out more or something like that. But it's like that sales process is screwed up and it doesn't make sense. So the higher the offer, the more usually time you're going to have to spend letting people know, especially if you're dealing with cold traffic, warm traffic's different. But a lot of people are trying to point $5,000 sales pages at cold traffic and it really doesn't work. Um, you're just wasting money. Um, so that's that. Um, and when it comes to the mindset stuff and you were asking me, so if a client, you know, they're, they're not confident and all that sort of stuff, um, my clients don't pass go unless they're confident. So there's a re- and, and it's just because I've been doing this such a long time and I see it. So say we've got a, a client and we've got a package. So the one that sold two in within 48 hours, um, like we could have gone with a $5,000 offer because that's typically where I start my clients. And 
she's like, oh, yeah, it's definitely worth $5,000. i am like, I'm not convinced that you're convinced. And I said, how do you feel about just selling the first two for two and a half and just get some sales in? And then we can put the price up. And she was like, yep. So she went and sold it like it was like nothing, right? And so sometimes I want to manipulate it so that if they feel like 5000 like I can do it, I can do it. Yes, I believe it. But it's like I know they're going to have to labor emotionally and do, you know, get themselves riled up to be able to go and do that price. Whereas when I create a $5,000 package and they're all in with the $5,000 and I say, how about we knock a couple of thousand off and you just get some quick sales. They're like, oh yeah, I can do that because it's not the price. It's the, it's the confidence around the deliverability. And sometimes if this is the first time you've sold this package, you're going to be telling yourself things like, what if I can't get a result? And I always say to my clients, well, I can put that fear to bed right away because there are going to be clients that don't get results. That's just the industry we're in. So you are going to have people who don't get results. So we're going to stop worrying about that. As long as you can put your hand on your heart and know that you did everything that you could to, to provide the right framework and to provide the right support to get people help, you, you can charge that price and you can make that offer. Um, so, yeah, where are we at? <laughs> Sorry, what was yeah. the question? Yeah, no, that was that was the question. You're talking about yeah. mindset and and what do you do if you you're yeah. you know you don't want to charge or you're oh hesitant. Yeah, so I guess it's a combination of mindset work and practical work, right? So sometimes it is more mindset where it's just like you know I feel really um, you know I feel a bit like awkward about reaching out or doing discovery calls. And we're like, well, let's not do them like that. Like I can make you journal and like, you know, try to get your head right for the next week over this, or we just change it so that you feel good about it. And so they might say, oh yeah, okay, well, I don't want to do this. And I'm like, okay, well, how else can we do it? And so oftentimes the resistance, I think this is really important, the resistance and the mindset work if you're having to do the mindset work, here it is. If you have to do the mindset work, something's not right. It means you're not confident on some level. You don't feel confident in the sales process. You don't feel confident in your offer. You don't feel confident in your messaging. So figure it out because 100% confidence will tell you that you've got, you're on the right track. And don't be okay with 70%. You know, do the work to get clarity on your offer and to feel really good about it. Yeah. Excellent advice. And here's another question. When do you raise your price? Right. So let's say, okay, I'm really confident. I've got an offer at $2,500 and I had this offer up for six months. People are purchasing it. When do you say, okay, I think it's time. Let's raise this to 35 or four or five, whatever it may be. Yeah. And so um, with regards to my client that I said, let's just go sell a couple, like the next one will be maybe three and a half, maybe four and a half before we get her up to five, um, unless she's fully ready. Um, so for me, that's part of my strategy and she's just going to run with it. But if it was um, like me personally, so back when I was charging 5,000 US a month and selling the 5K formula, when people were selling two, three, and four of these packages, it's like, I feel like I'm being ripped off charging people $5,000 when they're making this, and then they're going to continue to make it. You know, they're, they're going to 20, $30,000 months. And it's like, that doesn't feel like enough. So I put my price up to seven and a half. And um, 
Yeah. And then, so my client recently that sold the $85,000 package, I'm looking at my $10,000 a month fee and I'm thinking mm, it's, it's about time to put it up. Um, so yeah, I want to get a handful of like super, super, super high-end ridiculous results because then it's the same philosophy I apply to my clients. I want to feel confident. It's like, I, I know I'm going to get them a hundred grand. I know they're going to get a hundred grand back in the first couple of months of working with me. So I feel okay about charging 20,000 a month. Yeah. Got it. Got it. So it's sort of based on what results are you getting for your clients and you're, how comfortable are you moving to the next level? Yeah, for me, yeah. for sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah, got it. And now over the past two years, obviously we, are, we have lived through uh, the COVID-19 pandemic. We are still in it in most parts of the world. I don't know where Australia is at the moment, but here in the United States, we are still in the thick of it for sure. Um, so how do you think that COVID has changed the online offer space, right? Because you had a lot of people moving online. Yeah, it was incredible. It was like the early days of the internet. It was amazing. So, you know, I've had a lot of people following me for many, many years and had a lot of people that were not reliant on online who suddenly had to be. And they're like, this whole online thing you've been talking about, you know, can we have a conversation? So my business definitely picked up. Um, It was easier to sell anything. Um, There are just a lot more people online. And it was easier for me to, um, or it was easy for me to attract more clients and fill more programs and things like that. But it was equally as easy for my clients that were doing new launches. You know, they were launching themselves for the first time because they had eyes on them. Um, it seems it's settled back down to not quite pre-COVID. Um, there's still a lot more people online and a lot more people wanting to move their businesses online um, or be you know all online now and things like that. Um, but definitely it created it created a massive boom. And the other thing was, you know, the ads were a lot cheaper. The traffic was a lot cheaper too because people just stopped. Um, so yeah, it was, it was, it was a great time business-wise for sure. And we sort of touched upon this earlier in the interview, but do you think because of that, things have gotten overly saturated? I don't believe in saturation. I really don't. Um, and I look at the amount of people that move into coaching every year. I don't know what the numbers are, but there's hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people that are coming into the coaching space. Um, many, many, many. And, you know, there are going to be a lot of coaches out there who fail. There are going to be a lot of them, you know, but they're going to try and they're going to be needing services and they're going to need coaching and mentoring and things like that. Um, But yeah, I just don't, but I don't believe in saturation for the reasons that I spoke about before. Um, Like I'm a business, essentially I'm a business coach, online business coach, but um, there's not a lot of people that can compare to the way that I do things because there's only one me and people will, you know, there are business coaches out there who are focused on, um, lots of different things, right? So there would be business coaches. You spoke about earlier, 
yes, you've got a business coach who's going to send you out there to do market research and all of those sorts of things. And there are going to be clients who are very attracted to that because they want that information and that data to make decisions on. My people are not those people. My people are very, um, they feel their way into decisions. You know, they trust their instincts and things like that. Um, And so those people are never going to be attracted to me in the way that I do things that would freak them out. So um, yeah, it's, it's, there's always going to be people for your market. So rather than thinking of saturation, think about, okay, I own a corner of the internet. This is my show. How do I show up on my corner of the internet with my people on the internet in a way that helps them to pull the trigger on reaching out on, on whatever it is like show up, Share, share your message, be consistent about the message. Um, I just had to kick a client's butt this morning because I'm like, who are you and what are you doing? Like two weeks ago, we were this. I'm like, we need to get back to, you know, focusing on this, this. And so give things time. So work out what do you want to be? an influ- You want to be an influential leader in a space. What is your space? What is the message? What are the things that you're saying? Who are your people? Get clear about all that and, and show up for those people. And they will come. Yeah. 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 Perfect. And, you know, we do the same thing in physical therapy, right? We kind of, you, a lot now in physical therapy, people are niching down. So you're, you know, you work specifically in sports or pediatrics or pelvic health and people come. Yes. Yeah. I've had three hip surgeries. I'm not going to anybody who doesn't specialize in hip rehab. Just not doing it. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now, before we begin to wrap things up, is there anything we missed? Any points that you want the listeners to to drill into their brains when it comes to uh, crafting and selling these high ticket offers? Yeah, I think the first thing, the timing, I think, is the thing. So, if we talk about the steps. The first thing that you want to do is get clear on like what is your zone of genius? What is, what is your skill set that we can monetize? Then from there, create a package that you feel excited about. Um, you feel like it's well priced. You've made your big promise. Like spend the time developing the offer concept until you feel really good about it. And then start talking about it. So don't be showing up on social media and all over the place, sharing a wishy-washy message with no call to action and people don't really know what you do. Be clear about, okay, I am the face of this. This is who I am. This is the space that I'm leading now and show up there. Then you can talk, talking about your offer is very, very easy. So, you know, right now I've got um, a pricing and packaging challenge that's going to come up in a few weeks. And so all I'm going to be talking about is how important pricing and packaging is. You know, that's all I'm going to be talking about. So if you're a social media coach and you specialize in TikTok, don't talk about other things. If you're an e-commerce coach and you only work on Shopify, don't be talking about other things. Become the, the Shopify specialist. Be the specialist in the space and keep your messaging narrow so that people know, oh, that's that person that does that. And 100 people in your space might not need you, but one will. And if you're a high-ticket coach, you don't need very many clients to make a lot of money. So forget about having hundreds of thousands of followers. Focus on, you know, the 10 that you've got because your, your first client's going to be there and then build from there. I love it. So get clear on your zone of genius, create the package, 
talk about it all the time. Don't be afraid and really focus on the audience that you have. Yes. Perfect. All right. Well, that's great. So uh, listen, where can people find you? What do you have coming up? You just mentioned a pricing and packaging challenge. So please tell us all about it and when it starts and how can people find you? Sure. So um, you can find me on Instagram. So I'm at my name, Michelle Hext. Um, My website is michellehext.com. And the challenge is it's um, your 5K offer in five days. Create your signature high ticket offer in less than a week. And it starts on the 21st of July. It's going to be, it's it's $97. So it's just a taster program. And over five days, I'm going to be helping people to unpack all of those different bits and pieces so that by the, and even on day five, I talk about building out your digital assets and things like that, like how to sell it, how to onboard. So we're going to start with broadly, what is your sweet spot? Uncovering that. We're going to be covering things like um, building out your, offer framework so the the success pathway your clients will take we do this first then we do this then we do this Um, I'm going to be talking about um, copywriting and uh, sales page concepts and so it's very practical we're going to start from like the mindset stuff and then we're going to work all our way down to being ready for a yes which is get ready to make that first sale Um, and we'll do that over five days and I can't wait to to launch it. Sounds amazing. And I think I may take you up on that, uh, mm-hmm. that challenge. So again, that starts on the 1st of July and we'll have 21st. links. Sorry, 20, 21st. Oh, sorry, 21st, 21st of July. Um, and again, we'll have links to all of it in the show notes over at podcast.healthywealthysmart.com. So if you didn't write it all down, just go to the website and it will have everything on there. Um, now, Last question. It's a question I ask everyone. Knowing where you are now in your life and in your career, what advice would you give to your younger self? I would have focused on one thing instead of 27. (laughs) I would have like figured out like what is my one thing and then I would have taken it all the way because when I did that, that's when everything turned around for me. When I was trying to juggle too many things and I had 75 Facebook pages and 75 accompanying Facebook groups and, you know, all that sort of stuff. I was very busy and I was making money, but I was exhausted and I wasn't a specialist in anything. So figure out, you know, become the specialist and focus on the one thing. Take it all the way. Nothing bad will ever come from that. Because when I did that with the Honorable Martial Arts Entrepreneur, I had my first $30,000 day. It was a a massive jump up from what I'd been doing. Um, And then when I went to do it next time, with another brand I had called The Art of Kicking Ass Elegantly, um, it was faster, you know, because I'd already done it and I'd learned. So focusing on one thing is what is my offer? How am I going to sell it? What is the marketing? What is the lead make? You know, I just built that system and took it as far as I could take it until it was time to pivot and then I knew how to do it, just change the branding and things like that. So, yeah, focus on one thing, take it all the way, don't quit, just keep going because, you know, that, that image we see where the, the man's like got the pick and he's in the cave and they, they miss it by just a, an inch. Um, you never know how close you are. So my rule of thumb is give it your full commitment for 12 months and don't waver. Just figure it out. If you love your offer and it's not selling, figure out why it's not selling. If it's selling, but it's not selling enough, thinking, okay, how do I get more people to buy it? Be thinking about how you can make this bigger, better, stronger, more successful, not 
this isn't working. I need to try something else. Like be committed. If you know the offer is solid and you know you're good at what you do, stick with it um, until you get it where you want it to be. Because it, it is just a matter of time. I think that is great advice. And I think another takeaway for me, as you were saying all that, is it's okay to pivot your offer. It's okay to have a different offer. And yeah. once you've got the framework in place, it's a little plug and play, right? But it's like, you don't have to go to the grave with just one offer. No, 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 no. But you've got to make, you've got to know how to make that one offer work. Mm-hmm. And we've got to know how to make that one offer work and be profitable before we start to scale it or bring other products on board. Yeah. 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 What great advice. Well, Michelle, thank you so much. This was great there. I took so many notes, so much, so much for the audience to dig their, uh, dig their heels into here and, and really hopefully start to make a change. Cause I know a lot of people that listen to this podcast are in this world of trying to figure out how to make their mark in the digital world. And, but, but not only that really find a an offer that's unique to them that can help others. And that's where I think a lot of people that listen, like they just, you just want to help other people succeed. Yeah. And it's, it's creating that win-win, you know, so you're Mm -hmm. winning, you're signing clients and they're winning because they're getting the result that they need for sure. Exactly. So um, going in with a win-win attitude is everything. And uh, so with that being said, thank you so much for, joining me today. And I'm excited for your pricing and packaging challenge. So thank you so much for sharing that. You are very welcome. Thank you so much for having me. And everyone, thanks so much for listening. Have a great couple of days and stay healthy, wealthy, and smart. Thank you for listening. And please subscribe to the podcast at podcast.healthywealthysmart.com. And don't forget to follow us on social media.